This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville honors an Enterprise native who died in the attack at the Naval Air Station in Pensacola, Florida, four years ago. Tuberville's resolution offered into the Senate is for 23-year-old Joshua Watson, who was standing guard at the base and confronted the shooter. Three other men died in that terrorist attack. Tuberville says that Ensign Watson embodied the spirit of American heroism in the face of terrorism. Watson's actions also saved other lives that were at the station. Watson was part of the JROTC program in Enterprise while he was a high school student. He then went on to go to graduate from the Naval Academy and had only been stationed a few days at Pensacola when the attack happened. Governor Ivey makes a big announcement for the city of Opelika. A German-based manufacturer, Meal, is coming to the area. Meal produces domestic appliances and will make them in Opelika as their first U.S. manufacturing hub. This will employ hundreds of workers from the area. Meal will start by occupying a facility that is already located in Opelika and say that any further expansion and building will likely involve the city as well. Meal executives did consider other sites in Georgia, Tennessee, and Mississippi before they decided on Alabama. Governor Ivey says that Meal makes iconic brands of appliances and is a wonderful addition to the state's business community. A state lawmaker has prefiled a bill that prohibits any further mask mandates from the state health officer or the state government. State Representative Brock Colvin is the one introducing this bill. The only exemptions to it would be medical facilities and detention facilities. Colvin says he saw a lot of government overreach during COVID, and this bill allows people to make the decisions for themselves. Colvin is introducing the bill into the Alabama House, but he's also running to fill the state Senate seat for District 9. So Colvin says he'll introduce the bill into the state Senate if he wins the January special election. Well, just weeks after a settlement was reached and lawsuits were dropped, the Alabama Medical Cannabis Commission is now facing further legal action. Recently, the third round of business licenses were issued by the AMCC in which cultivators, processors, laboratories, and transporters were all given approval to do business here in the state. The AMCC was working under the limitation of giving out four processing licenses to companies. Enchanted Green had been awarded a license two rounds ago, but was tied with another company, Jasper Development, in fourth place during this third round of issuing licenses. So the names of both companies were put on paper and pulled out of a bowl. Now Enchanted Green has filed a lawsuit regarding that whole ballot process. An attorney for a Pickens County man is speaking out about the tasing incident that was caught on camera. Leroy Maxwell says that his client, Michael Washington, was changing a tire on his car alongside the road when a police officer from the town of Reform pulled over and asked for identification. When Washington did not have any, he was then handcuffed and pushed over the hood of a car. The officer then found a gun inside the pocket of Washington's pants, which Washington acknowledged was there. She then tased him. The female officer involved is now on administrative leave. Maxwell plans to file a civil lawsuit for excessive force and assault within the next 30 days. One debate is over with here in Alabama, but another one is on the calendar and coming up. Congressman Jerry Carl and Barry Moore will be holding a debate this coming January 24th at the Daphne Civic Center. Both Carl and Moore are vying for the same congressional district seat after a remapping occurred earlier this year by a federal court. The remapping combined the majority of Moore's current district with that of Carl's. Carl says he is a conservative workhorse who will fight for his constituents and go toe-to-toe with Joe Biden when he is in Washington, D.C. 
Moore was one of the first in the state to support Donald Trump back in 2016 and has recognized the deep state government agencies that are working to thwart both Trump and Americans. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, Senate Republicans voted down a $60 billion package in financial aid to Ukraine on Wednesday of this week. The legislation fell short of the nine Republicans needed for 60 votes to move the bill along. Joe Biden says that Republicans are now giving Russian President Vladimir Putin the greatest gift he could hope for. And Biden suggested that Putin is only steps away from attacking a NATO ally as a result of Ukraine not getting help from the U.S. House Speaker Mike Johnson posted on social media that the reason the bill failed is because Senate Democrats in the White House refused to acknowledge that national security begins with securing our own borders and that Republicans will stand firm on that issue for the sake of the American people. Florida Congressman Matt Gates has some choice words for former Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy just a day after McCarthy announced on Wednesday that he's going to leave Congress at the end of this month and leave his seat open to be filled for the next 10 months. Gates spoke on his own podcast, which is called Firebrand. There is a very real math problem that we are confronted with uh, for this departure, for all of the self-congratulatory videos that Kevin McCarthy may make, him leaving, his unwillingness to stay and vote for even the most basic of Republican priorities may imperil our ability to get the job done. So here's the math. We have a four-seat majority that we were elected to, errantly, foolishly, in violation of precedent and due process, we made the decision to expel George Santos. Now, most Republicans in the conference voted against expelling Santos, but enough voted with the errant ethics committee that he is now gone. That takes four down to three. Now, McCarthy is saying he's leaving at the end of the year. Takes us down to two. And then Bill Johnson, the Republican from Ohio, uh, has indicated that he is taking the university presidency at Youngstown State. That will leave us with a one-seat majority. Sure hope everyone eats their veggies, stays healthy over the break. Otherwise, this thing could tip the balance to the Democrats. Now, there has been some commentary on social media that I am to blame, that it's my fault that Kevin McCarthy is quitting and leaving early. I don't know anyone else who would just say, well, if I can't run the place, I'm going to leave. Nancy Pelosi, for all her flaws, and there are many, she at least stuck around. She didn't hurt her team by saying, well, if I can't be the quarterback, I'm just going to take the ball and go home. That seems to be what we're getting from Kevin McCarthy. This is not an act of patriotism or moving on to the next fight. It is an act of abject selfishness, and it is revealing that if Kevin McCarthy can't swing the gavel and be in charge and make the decisions, that he's not willing to be a team player. And the House voted on Thursday to censure Democrat Jamal Bowman for pulling a fire alarm in the House office building back in September, which had everybody evacuate during a critical vote. Bowman then had the unmitigated gall to claim that he didn't know that the red painted lever with the words fire on it was actually a fire alarm and not a door opener. Three Democrats joined Republicans in passing the censure resolution against Bowman. The rest of the House Democrats surrounded Bowman in order to hug him and show their support and apparently sympathize with Bowman for his newly revealed mental deficiencies and potential dementia, since Bowman was once a middle school principal and certainly knows what a fire alarm is all about. 
And Donald Trump is appealing a decision on immunity that was made by a Washington, D.C. judge related to the case that's being brought against him by special counsel Jack Smith. At issue is Trump's immunity from federal crimes for challenging the 2020 presidential election results. The attorneys for Trump are arguing before the judge that all of the charges should be tossed out due to Trump's presidential immunity and the fact that the issue was all brought up before the U.S. House during the impeachment trial in which Trump was acquitted by the Senate. D.C. Judge Tanya Chutkin denied the attorney's claims. Now the attorneys plan to appeal that decision. The whole immunity issue could go before the Court of Appeals in D.C. and even ultimately to the U.S. Supreme Court. This particular trial, which is one of four, is set to start this coming March. Well, as we head into the weekend, I want to leave you on a lighter note with a story about a missing dog in California that was found several days later just behind the dog owner's house, 25 feet up in a tree. Yes, it all started when Brian Spees noticed that his 70-pound German Shepherd dog, Luna, was missing on Monday morning. He conducted an extensive search in the area, but found no signs of the 10-month-old dog. We have bears, we got mountain lions, coyotes, foxes. Yeah, we, we kind of got them all. So we didn't know if a mountain lion snagged her. Spees then brought in his friends to help look for the dog, and one of them spoke with KCRA News out of Lotus, California. I just driving down the road and look left. I'll be darned, I see something in a tree. And I went, holy cow, that's the dog. <laughs> we were thinking that she chased a squirrel. The squirrel took off up the tree and Luna just right up there. The tree that the dog was in was angled out over the hillside, so it was very much like walking up a ramp for the dog, especially if the dog was running. The problem is that once you get up in the tree, as any tree climber knows, it's harder to get back down. Kind of reached up and grabbed her and bear hugged her and walked down the ladder with no hands, just kind of (laughs) as carefully as possible. Yesterday she was a little tired, you know, slept a lot but today she's back to herself. If she ever gets lost again, we look up because she can climb trees. (laughs) You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of The Daily Detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about The Daily Detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again on Monday. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 